Good afternoon, football fans, and welcome to Sacked in the Morning, the football podcast that's doing its second mini-sode. My name is Richard. I am your host pretty much all the time for every show, except one, but, you know, whatever. It's not like I'm bitter or anything. Yeah, fine. Uh, This week, I'm joined by Tom. How are you, Tom? Good, thank you for asking. Very good. And that is all. No one else available at the moment, I'm afraid. So, uh, everyone seems to be busy with lives and stuff. So, yes, just us two and a nice little mini-sode just to keep you ticking over. So, uh, Tom, you said you wanted to talk about something this week. <laughs> or did I make I you? I certainly <laughs> do. <laughs> yeah. Um... I have yeah. to go now. My planet <laughs> needs me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to talk about, yeah. Um, what's his name? Poochie. Poochie, that's fine. I want to talk about Poochie's impact in the football community. <laughs> no. Um, so I want to talk about two players who um, were basically like stalwarts in their team in the last 10 years in the Premier League. Okay. Permanent fixtures in their team. Mm-hmm. Like every week for the last decade or so. And uh, have recently become forgotten men, really. Okay. In the last few months. Um, and those players are Hugo Lloris mm-hmm. and David De Gea. Okay. Two, two Premier League goalkeepers who, as I said, have been playing, you know, consistently for their team week in, week out for the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. Hugo Lloris, I think, more than 10 years with Spurs. Uh, 12, I think. Yeah. yeah. And De Gea joined when Ferguson was there, right? Yeah. Like 2010, 11. So, yeah, well over a decade for both of them. Yeah. But, but now... He doesn't have a club at the moment, does well, he? Well, De Gea doesn't have a club, no. And uh, Hugo Lloris, I was shocked to learn, didn't get a move, and is still at Tottenham. Yeah, yeah, he's he's I, actually registered in the, in the Premier League. Yeah, I, I couldn't believe it when I was like, "What? He's still there? Yeah, like, he didn't get a move. Just sitting at home getting the money." Yeah, bear in mind this is a goalkeeper that played in a World Cup final last December. Mm-hmm. Hugo Lloris. Yeah, <laughs> I don't he, think it's the same goalkeeper he, though. And he couldn't find a club. I think there's two Hugo Larises, like they're twins. You reckon? One shows up for the France games and one shows up for okay. the Spurs games. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, he is he is still there. Um but he turned down all the moves, apparently. Okay. Like, Tottenham were happy to get him to give him a move, but apparently he just didn't want to move to any of the clubs that came in for him. Okay, it's kind of strange they didn't want to move to any. I mean, I don't obviously I don't know what clubs came in for him. Uh, I think AC Milan or Inter Milan. It was definitely one of the Milan teams that came in for him. But I'm guessing he would have been a backup, though. Uh, yeah, I imagine so. Uh, Maybe Inter he might be number one. I don't know who that is. Either Sevilla or Valencia. Right. One of the two smaller, but not too small Spanish yeah. clubs. Um, and then there was no French teams because I think he he probably would have gone home yeah. if that was the case unless it was a really small team like Mets or something like that but um, and then there was a German team Leipzig I think Leipzig came for him okay, as well but yeah could have been a good move but basically but, yeah he yeah, just turned them all down it's kind of strange how you know obviously the right was on the end of the war at the end of last season when he let in was it five or six it was the Newcastle game and wasn't Newcastle it, yeah. and he was at the team immediately afterwards through 
injury, supposedly. Uh, well, no, um, it's actually come down now that insider information that he basically downed tools and left uh, during okay, the game. Right. He basically <laughs> just like like downed tools and said, "I'm going because he didn't right. come back." So through all, of, so so through all of that, even despite getting offers in the in the summer to move to other clubs, he stayed at Tottenham. I'm guessing that doesn't make enough. any sense to me. Even though he he must have known he wasn't going to be the number one this season. It's not even the number two. It's number Forster, isn't it? Forster's number two, yeah. It doesn't make any sense to me why he's still around. I don't know. Um, I would say it's a bit harsh on Tottenham for disregarding a goalkeeper of his experience and stuff. But he, as you, we've you've seen, he's been on the decline. For I a while. I don't have a I don't have a problem with that. Um, if if they think it's time to move on, then it's time to move on. Yeah, I don't know why. He I hasn't don't. I don't think bizarre. we owe him anything if he decides not to leave. If we've made it clear your future does not lie here, then I don't think that we're under any inclination to, you know, oh, okay, well, he decided to stay, so we need to show him some respect, you know. Right. I so think that, don't get me wrong, I mean, I'm not dissing Larice at all, but you could tell the writing's, like you said, the writing's been on the wall. For the past few years, he's been on the decline Absolutely. in that yeah. Spurs team. And last season, he was shocking. Which is weird because there was a World Cup in the middle where he was actually really decent. Yeah, got to know a World Cup final, but just France. in the, I mean, he, I think he made a mistake in a game in a French game. So even then, the cracks were starting to appear at international level. But yeah, I mean, it happens to everyone, doesn't it? Eventually, you just can't do what you used to do anymore, and you could tell that he's been on the decline for a few years so I think you know new manager new start and everything like that and we made it clear you know he didn't finish out the season for us last season and he wasn't injured he basically just I mean that was pretty obvious to most people wasn't it yeah he wasn't actually he was told basically your services will no longer be required for the rest of the season so it was clear that you know so he he made the decision not to move to any of those teams we like green lit every move he just I think he was waiting for one of the big teams to come in for him. Do you think it's that, or do you think it's a, a money issue? Do you think he's stuck, he stuck at Tottenham because they were paying him more than he was offered? Both. Right. Like, I think that like he was given the option to uh, move to another team, but because they weren't huge teams, they obviously couldn't afford to pay him I mean, AC Milan and Inter Milan, you said he was linked with. Like, yeah, they're but, massive teams. But there, it's it was one of the Milan teams, I'm sure. But he was, it was just a link. I don't know if it was an actual okay. offer or not. I'm not sure, but um, I'm oh. guessing that they still saw him as a backup, and they didn't want to pay him first first team wages. You know, so I'm guessing that that's where it comes in. I think it's a situation of both. Maybe he was waiting for a Saudi Arabia move or an offer from there. Maybe. Or I think he genuinely thought, you know, there's going to be a big team that, that will be available, you know. Um, uh, you know, a team that's playing in the Champions League. I mean, Leipzig are in the Champions League, but, yeah. you know, they're, they're not a huge club yet, are they? But I still think that would have been a decent move. Leipzig, I think, would have been a decent move, yeah. I mean, yeah. they're still playing at a... Uh, you know they're playing the Champions League. They're playing at a high standard in the Bundesliga. I don't yeah, see. I wouldn't have seen. But I'm, um, I'm guessing they just couldn't match the wages that he wanted. I'm guessing that that's what it is. So, I mean, obviously De Gea, I guess is kind of the same situation. Like he was clearly on the decline. Yeah. 
I mean, especially... Oh, don't you say that. <laughs> What's that? I think many Man U fans would gladly take the decline well, of De Gea yeah, now. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he won Golden Glove last season, right? He kept them all clean sheets than anyone else. But, obviously, he made a lot of mistakes with his feet. Yeah. And that's obviously, you know, a problem in the modern game. Yeah. And is this a reason why you think that these two couldn't find a decent club to yes. go to? Yeah. That they are dinosaurs. Yeah, this day and so outdated and out-fashioned. <laughs> dinosaurs are out-of-date with what the modern goalkeeper is doing. And as we've seen this season with um, Man United, they've clearly gone on to new heights with this... Oh, massive upgrade. This amazing goalkeeper that can play out from the back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Not really. I mean, that's what that's what Ten Hag brought him in for, basically, wasn't yeah, it? Because yeah. apparently he's a ball-playing goalkeeper, even though I've seen him make like three mistakes with his feet already this well, season. Like, I, mean, I saw him play in the Champions League final for Inter Milan and wasn't that convinced, even though Guardiola Torres said he was the best player in that match. <laughs> There's been a conspiracy theory yeah, coming out. Yeah, I, 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 I saw that, yeah. <laughs> that may not have saw that for thought, oh, we've got to get him then. Yeah, before City game, yeah. I um, I never rated him that highly anyway. I mean, he's all right, but I never thought he was a... Like a worldie. I mean, he didn't even look that good with his feet, I thought. You know, uh, yeah, like... I mean, I think, obviously, if you're playing at the back for your feet and you're a goalkeeper, you're obviously going to make mistakes eventually. Yeah. But his shot stopping is terrible That's the thing, as well. he's not a good goalkeeper no. either. That's the problem. Yeah. I mean... It's like, like at least Lloris and De Gea were good shot stoppers, but they just couldn't I can play think of at least two goals he's let in where his shot stopping has been terrible. The the Bayern Munich game in the Champions League mm-hmm. let in a terrible goal there. The Brentford game last weekend. Was that the one that just went under his hand? Yeah, he yeah. just he took the Brentford player took a shot when like centre of the goal, didn't it? Yeah, it just you know, kind of went under it. It just went it? under his hand. Yeah. You know, and just you know, um there was a goal against Forest where the guy was one on one with him and he tried to come out and then just ended up sitting on his arse. Yeah. While the guy scored and I was like, what is this guy doing? Yeah, I don't. And there's the the Wolves game where he nearly, you know, killed the player. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. Basically coming out and clattering him. him. Yeah. Clattering into him. Yeah, so I know that has not been um, a success so far. Do uh, you? I'm, I mean, yeah. I think I think Ten Hag's going to stick with him anyway. Of course he is, yeah. Because a he hasn't got another option because Henderson's not there anymore. No. Um, and b uh, stubbornness. No, I didn't make a mistake. No, I made the right decision. Yeah, He's he, definitely to- he totally one. is. But um, yeah. there's a lot of Man United fans at the moment who probably will be thinking, "Why is De Gea not still here instead of this guy?" Yeah, which is understandable, even though. We did see De Gea have problems last season with his kicking. I just, I think, but I mean, as as a former goalkeeper, um, granted, I'm a dinosaur. I get that, but as a goalkeeper and as a coach, for me, the most important job of the goalkeeper is keep the ball out of the net. The rest is arbitrary, you know. Like you can't play with your feet. Okay, so we won't. Play out from the back with you. Then let someone else take the goal kick. If you, if we are playing out from the back, try not to use the goalkeeper. Yeah. But personally, if I have a goalkeeper that's not good enough to do that, I wouldn't play out from the back anyway. Yeah, exactly. But that's not how football is anymore. Football is no the the only way to play football. The right way to play football is to play out from the back. And if you do anything differently, then you are an awful coach. You are just 
terrible yeah, I mean, job. It seems to be this thought of like if you take a goal kick, that you're immediately losing possession, right? Yeah. But if you start playing out from the back, you're gonna be losing position possession in yeah, key areas, dangerous area. Yeah, exactly. Like I, 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 I don't get it. Um, it's okay when you've got the players that can do that, and if you want to bring in the players to do that, <clears> then that's fine. Build towards that. But for me, it's like a goalkeeper. First and foremost, is a goalkeeper. Keep the ball out of the net. Can you do that well? Okay, great. The rest, don't worry about. I'm not bothered by that. But if you can't even make simple stops, if you're sat down easily on a 1v1 without providing any kind of danger, if you come out and basically mug someone in front of 90,000 fans, then... There's another goal I just forgot about against Galatasaray where he gets chipped. I don't remember that one. Yeah, he doesn't really... He shouldn't have been chipped from the position that he's in. Um, but yeah, I mean, he at the moment is not ticking any boxes in terms of crosses, no. shot stopping, playing out from the back with your feet, anything. And no. I'm for Man United, in my opinion. Maybe some Man United fans might disagree with me. I don't know. I don't think you'll find many. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, trying to use other examples. I mean, I think um, David Rye has been brought into the Arsenal team mainly for his. Yeah, keep play at the back from the back. You know, I saw a lot of stuff on. I didn't watch the Arsenal Man City game, unfortunately. Although I heard he was terrible. shocking in the first half. I, I heard a lot. Didn't really about... see a lot about him in the second. But Man City didn't really see a lot of him in the second half. But in the first half, he was shocking. Yeah, I heard a lot about him being slightly icky in possession. You know, taking too long to find somebody or whatever. It's just he seemed erratic. I mean, there's one, there was one incident where he kicked the ball against Man City player and almost went in the net, right? Yeah, uh, uh, Julian uh, Alvarez. Yeah. yeah. So yes, obviously that. But um, you know, Arteta's obviously seen something in Roy that he thinks he's a better ball player at the front of back than Ramsdale is. Yeah. And Ramsdale, as we saw, did make some mistakes last season from playing out the back from the back. So yeah, I'm thinking that's the reason he's coming ahead of Ramsdale. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I saw a statistic uh, recently about Brighton having taken a goal kick, like straight from like straight from the goal kick, they haven't booted up the pitch, they've tried to play out the front of the back from every single goal kick they've had this season. I don't know that still stands right now, that was like a couple of weeks ago, but yeah, as a, as a fan of um, these teams, you know, it is worrying when you see the goalkeeper and the defence playing out from the back. Yeah. Because you're immediately on edge. Yeah, I'm not comfortable with it. And as a coach, I don't think I would be comfortable with it anyway. I mean, I, I was always taught there's a time and a place for everything, you know? Like, there's, I don't, I don't have a, in fact, I don't have a problem with playing short from the back at all. Because, I mean, I always used to encourage the teams I was coaching to do that. But I encouraged it in a way that made sense. Like, if, if, like you come back, so this was before you could pass into the area. Obviously, that makes it a lot easier now. But if you come back and the team follows you and presses, then go away again. And then, if you drag them far enough away, can you make a quick movement back? And then can we play the ball while you've got space to play it in? But if you're passing it to someone in your six, in your eighteen yard box, and the opposition team is already right up on you, yeah, what's the point? 
And I've seen goal kicks taken where they're literally the distance between me and you here right now. <clears throat> I was always told and, and taught when I was becoming a coach, pass for a reason. What's the reason for me passing to you this far away? Am I dragging players out of position? Am I completely changing the outlook of the of the picture in front of me? No, it's pointless. Yeah. What's the, what difference does it make whether you've got the ball or I've got the ball from this distance? Yeah, it's it. it I don't know. I mean, Tottenham are doing it a lot. Um, in the Arsenal game never week. Oh, they were so. Uh, I was like on this. I was like pretty much inviting it on, especially in that first half. Yeah. Um, don't get me wrong there were a few times where they actually managed to get out and I was like wow that yeah. was really good football I mean I was but... I was very that's the first time I've seen uh, Van der Ven play mm-hmm. and I was quite impressed considering he's quite tall yeah that he had pretty good ball skills for yeah. a, a defender that tall a doggy I was not as impressed with he was uh, a bit erratic and Saka you know um, tore apart at times in that first half I think he's very much more a um a going forward kind of yeah, so, fullback, isn't he? Yeah. He doesn't really like to defend. Yeah, so and Chelsea has his way of playing that's very much in within the modern style of yeah of playing. And obviously if you've got you know, a team that's as good as that is good enough to play at the back, then obviously go for it. I mean but we've we've even seen Man City make mistakes like this in the yeah, past. Yeah. It, it, from playing it's at the back. Very easily done, isn't it? Because it's in a position where if you do make a mistake there is no cover, and you are likely to get very heavily punished for it. It's it's risk versus reward, isn't it? You know, and I personally, other than keeping possession of the ball, don't really see the reward. I don't know. To me, the risk far outweighs the reward on on this front. I I, I t- like. I mean, yeah, we still got the ball, great, but we we've only got the ball in midfield at the best. You know, it's not like we've like penetrated their back line or anything like that. It just it feels like the risks are far outweigh the rewards in this in this way of playing football. I don't know. It's 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 weird because it's it's playing out from the back, but it's like like I said, it's like static playing out from the back. It's like everyone stands still and I pass you the ball and then we play. And it's like whereas I always encouraged movement. The other thing as well is, is if you if you're playing out if you've set up to play out from the back and you've pulled the team forward, there now should be more space in behind. So now actually it makes more sense to play a long goal kick than a short one yeah. because you've dragged the team forward yeah. and there should now be loads of space in behind for you to actually pump a long ball into there. But of course that's ugly football and you shouldn't play football like that. Is. That's you know people that play football like that should be flogged in public naked. You know, because that's not the right way to play football. Yeah, I've I've heard um, like Newcastle termed as like an ugly team to watch. They do do they play out from the back, Newcastle? I, I I've seen them play out from the back. I, yeah, I, I, yeah. I mean, they, they, I haven't they, seen they're, enough. They're, of they're notorious for time wasting, aren't they? Uh, Newcastle. Um, but are there parallels as well with um? I mean, going back a few years now, but Joe Hart, like, like I was, I was going to say that 20, earlier, 2016. We brought in Victor Valdez, basically, didn't he, for that reason? Uh, no, no, no Victor Valdez went to C- City. Claudio Bravo. Yeah, Bravo. Valdez went to United, didn't so, he? So, yeah. yeah. Um, obviously, Joe Hart had a pretty horrendous Euro 2020, 20, 2016, 2016, um, where 
obviously his shot stopping wasn't very good because I think it was the winning Iceland goal that he could have easily been stopped. But obviously he came back to Man City and Guardiola was pretty like adamant he didn't want him as his goalkeeper even yeah. though he'd been the number one for City for years at this point and you know, led them to league titles. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he wasn't adamant the goal. He was a goalkeeper he won. Um, he couldn't play out from the back apparently. He was adamant about that and they brought in Cardio Bravo who was dreadful. Mm-hmm. But he could play with his but, feet. But he could play with his feet. And yeah. I see a little bit similarity with those two with Anana a little bit. Yeah. Obviously they brought in Edison eventually and he you know he was fantastic. He's been fantastic with Man City he's, he's come in. Yeah. So I mean I certainly don't think that uh, De Gea and Lloris's careers are finished if they, looks they find you know the right club for them. That I think their big club careers are finished. Possibly. I think that that's done now. Because De Gea is a free agent. Someone would have snapped him up by now it's, if yeah, they wanted him. It's strange that still no one has gone after him at all. Like Even like an MLS team or a Saudi Arabian team. I'm sure he m- must have got offers, right? I think so, but I don't know. I mean, the thing is, he's free. He's free, you know? And it's like... <laughs> Like, I'm, I'm assuming he must have got offers, but wasn't particularly. Maybe he's waiting for January, like thinking he's going to get a big offer then. Maybe, maybe but... same with Lloris, maybe waiting for January. Do you not think that they would have got a bigger option offer in, you know, the summer rather than January? Isn't really known for big. No, but moves, is it? You know, like most teams are. Don't you think so? I don't know. In January, it kind of feels like you'd be brought in more as an emergency than as as a goalkeeper, especially. You know, more like a oh, we need to cover, rather than a an actual you're going to be my new number one kind of thing. I don't know. You, you think that they're not going to find somewhere that they can be number one? Yeah, but I don't think it's going to be a big club. I think that their big club careers are probably finished now, which is why I think Leipzig would have been a good move for Larice. I think that's probably. If he yeah. wants to be a number one as well, I think that that's the level he's kind of going to be at now. I think I don't think that. Yeah, I you know what is he thirty five now? Thirty four, thirty five. Luis. Yeah. Yeah, probably that's one that. Yeah, I mean, he's so old. He's older than De Gea. Right? Yeah, so you think that he's probably only got what four or five years left in him? Probably. I mean, I know goalkeepers can go longer, but. I can see him ending up in MLS or Saudi or Qatar or something like that, probably. I thought he'd... I, I, I don't know. I thought he'd want to go back to France, but I think he was hoping like PSG or Lyon yeah, or something like that was going to come PSG in for him. PSG but... coming for him. No. Unless they want him as a backup. Yeah, I, d- I don't know. I honestly don't know um, what the situation is there. And and the De Gea one's very weird because... remember, remember, Remember all that time ago where... He was touted. He's going to be Real Madrid's. They're going. To, he's yeah, going to Madrid. Madrid I mean, really I mean, want him. And yeah, yeah. I mean, kind of lost the the boat there. And now, and then he was free, and Real Madrid lost Courtois and decided to go with Kepa yeah. Ariza Balaga. You mentioned that on the podcast re- you recently did. Well, I wasn't on. Yeah, they went for Kepa instead went of for uh, Kepa instead of that. That's how far he's fallen. Strange. The Real Madrid were desperate to sign him at one point. Now they can have him for free and their number one is injured and they still go for <laughs> Kepa. Was Kepa a cheaper option? On loan? I don't know. He's got to be massive wages at Chelsea, surely. 
I mean, they signed him for like what a billion pounds, so they've yeah. got to be paying him like at least a hundred million a week or something. You yeah, know, I mean, like, again, is De Gea's wages a problem as well? But again, over Kepa, Kepa's wages <laughs> have got to be higher than De Gea's <laughs> now, know. surely. They shouldn't be the world's they... most expensive goalkeeper. You don't think he's on a huge wage at Chelsea with like what a twelve-year contract or something <laughs> stupid like that? Was it? I can't remember. It was like seven or eight or something, wasn't it? I don't know. Something ridiculous. It was like a massive contract. The world's most expensive goalkeeper. You yeah, think he's yeah. going to go in there and go, I will play for £250 a week, no problem. Defies logic, doesn't it? I yeah, mean, he's going to be on at least... I would like, have thought Ancelotti would have been more interested to hire. 300 you reckon, probably. Um, because I think the, 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 the problem is, is you're never going to get a goalkeeper that's that good with their feet because... That's not their job, you know. Their bread and butter training sessions for like 90% of the time is goalkeeping, shot stopping, claiming, communication, set pieces, things like that. They're, they're training with their feet for less than a tenth of what outfield players are. So they're never going to be as good as an outfield player. They're always going to have to take an extra touch to get the ball under control, to play it out. And that extra touch then gives the attacking players, obviously, time to close them down. You're never going to get a goalkeeper that's going to be completely comfortable playing one-touch football. No. They're never going to be comfortable, especially when you've got the goal behind you. Because you're like, if I don't get the ball under control first, there is a high likelihood it's going in there. So I need to get the ball under control first. Unless they're just going to pump it upfield and don't care where it goes. One touch, bang, get it up. They'll be okay with that. But if you're asking them to play short, ticky-tacker football, they are never going to be as comfortable as an outfield player playing one touch. That is never going to happen. And you take that first touch, that gives the attacking team a lot of a lot of time to press you down. So is this all down to Matt um, Moynoia? People saw him and like, like, well, that's the way a goalkeeper's got to play. Right? But again, he's sweep not a, sweep that good with his feet. He's a, he still needs to take a couple of touches, you know. I mean, he, the, the, you say sweeper keeper, but I mean, even I was taught to do that in the nineties. You know, don't stand in your six-yard box. Get out. Move up. Mm-hmm. Move up with the play. You need to be an option in case they need you. Or you need to be there to defend just in case the ball comes over the top. You're the last man. So even I was taught that in the night. That's not a new thing. I don't know why people, and commentators especially, started thinking this was a new... Oh, sweeper keeper. New sweeper keeper. It's like, that's been a thing since the 70s. Yeah. I don't know why you think this is something brand... I guess keepers weren't doing it at that point, right? I think a lot of keepers... The difference was is that a team... Most teams, at all costs, would avoid passing to the goalkeeper. Because it was like, well, that's not his job. His job is the last line of defence. You're there to keep the ball out of the net. That's your one job, you know. I mean, I was taught, and I've always taught when I've coached as well, is your priorities as a goalkeeper. Your first priority is relieve pressure. That means, like, can you catch the ball rather than punch it? Can you hold on to the ball a little bit longer just to calm things down? Relieve pressure is your first priority. Second priority is deflect away. Get the ball away from the goal. You know, out. Of, if you can make the save, push it out for a throw-in. Don't put it back into the danger area. Of course, yeah. And your third, your third priority is keep the ball out no matter what. If that means you need to save it with your face, 
Save it with your face. If that means you're getting hit in the nuts, you're getting hit in the nuts. Yeah. And that means that if you can't deflect it away and the only way you're going to keep that ball out of the net is putting it back into the danger area, just do that. And then hope that your defence is on form to actually get rid of the ball for you. But so those are your priorities. So if you, if you're taught the first thing to do is relieve pressure, the last thing you want is the ball. Don't give it to me because I'm, I'm in the most dangerous position here. If I'm put under pressure, instantaneously, I am no longer relieving pressure because now I'm put under pressure. There was a game I played in a couple of years ago. I went to go play for a, um, a, a club that I was asked to go and coach for. And then I showed up to coach and they were like, I was like, hi, Richard, I've been sent. He's like, oh, you're the goalkeeper, right? I'm like, I'm a goalkeeper, but I don't know if I'm the goalkeeper. And he's like, oh, I've been told that there's someone coming down because we need a goalkeeper. Our goalkeeper's injured for this weekend. Can you play and go? I was like, I mean, I was, but that was like 28 years ago. And I'm like, I'm nowhere near the person I was when I was 16. So I'm like, I mean, yeah, no. I mean, and he's like, could you do us a massive favour? And I was like, um, okay. I kind of felt weird saying no because I was there coaching. Mm-hmm. Um, and I went to go play and started, the game started out all right. I was, I, it was pretty comfortable, pretty easy. I knew the game plan. The game plan was don't play out from the back. Right. If I get the ball, take as much time as I possibly can on the ball, long goal kicks, mm-hmm. get it away. Right. And, you know, yeah. and I was like, okay, that's fine by me. I, I get that. I'm, I'm more comfortable playing like that anyway. So that's fine. Um, and there was a situation where a player was running back towards our goal. The right back was running back towards the goal. And he had a man right on him. And I just said, not here, away. Because I thought, the ground is horrible. You pass it to me, there's a chance it gets caught up. There's a chance it bobbles. There's all these chances that something's going to go wrong. I was just like, just put it out for a throw. Mm-hmm. And we'll we'll sort out the throw. We, we'll be much more comfortable defending a throw in than you passing me the ball now. So I was like, not here, out. And he passed it back to me. And I was like, fucking idiot. And I was like, I can't hit this first time because it's ball's bobbling all over the place. And I'm like, I'm going swi- to swish at it. It's going to hit the outside of my foot and it's going to spin in behind me. So I had to take a touch to try and get it onto my left foot to just punt it out for a throw-in on right. the other side. And the problem is, is that as it was bobbling, he's shouting at me, just get rid. And I'm like, I can't now. I've taken the touch and it's got stuck. And I'm just like, that is exactly what I didn't want to have. Sorry, language. Um, so I've taken the touch and it's got caught on the on the uh, in the mud. It's got caught yeah. up, and I'm like, that's exactly what I didn't want to happen. So now I've had to take an extra touch, which has given the attacker loads of time to get on top of me, and he's just closed the ball down. And I've gone to kick it, and he's just he's just blocked it, and it's bobbled for him, and he's gone in, and that's it. And that was the first goal we conceded, and that was in like the 28th minute or something like that of the game. So like nearly half an hour, it was going pretty well. I made a few saves. I was pretty comfortable. There was no, no one was panicking. Everyone was fine. It was just this one situation. And I said to him, I communicated with him, not here, put it out. You know, clearly I do not want the ball. Don't give it to me. And he passed it to me. And then he's having a go at me saying, just get rid of it. Why didn't you just kick it? And I was like, it was bobbling around. I couldn't, I couldn't hit that first time. Why didn't you just put it out? Like I told you to, but because I'm the new guy, obviously everyone's now agreeing with him and they're arguing with me and it's the goalkeeper's fault. And now we're under pressure because now we've got to try and score. And then that's when we stopped defending very well and they scored another four goals after that. Okay. I, I, 
I would say none of them were my fault, though. In fact, I pulled off a really good save on one of them. I was going one way, and the guy shot, and it deflected off the other guy, so I had to quickly stick out my leg to save it in the other direction. So I'm going the wrong way, and I still managed to save it. Gave a corner. Corner came in. Caught it. Took the pressure off. You know? I was just like, yeah, I'm, I'm doing all right. I was quite happy with the game afterwards, but apparently everyone thought I was crap. And I was like, screw you then. So that's another thing you brought up then. Sorry. The, the weather. Mm-hmm. I mean, depending on what the weather is, you can't always play out from the back, right? I mean, modern I mean, pitches, the, I would say, is not necessarily the problem. I mean, I mean obviously, the Premier League are going to get better quality pitches yeah. than you played on. Yeah. But surely, at some point, you're going to be playing on a pitch which it, you can't play out from the back because yeah. the weather is not... Well, Chelsea's pitch looked really bad, like their last home game. I don't know what's mm. going on with their pitch, but it looked really bad. But yeah, that's the point, is that lower down, obviously, that's going to play more of a bearing, obviously. I would actually say it's the opposite at the higher levels, because if it's windy and raining, the chances that if you're kicking into the wind, playing long is very hard, because if the ball gets caught up in the wind and then it starts to come back... It depends on the wind as well, yeah. That's, (laughs) that's uh, I would say, the weather plays into... The only other one I would say is um, like the sun in your eyes... Yeah. is a big factor sometimes. So if I'm like right in the sun and I'm already squinting, don't pass me the ball because there is a strong chance I might miss you passing it to me. <laughs> you know? So, but um, yeah, I what, what, what was my point anyway? <laughs> oh yeah, the, the priorities, that was it, my priorities. So, you know, my yeah. priority, I, I was always taught like relieve the pressure. So, <laughs> Don't pass to the goalkeeper because now you're putting me under pressure and you're putting the team under pressure. So I think that that's why you didn't really notice it until like Neuer because most teams didn't pass to the goalkeeper unless yeah. they had to, you know? I mean, I, I imagine the managers are trying to change that mindset yeah. of goalkeepers to be more comfortable on the ball. Right? But then, then you need to be willing to put up with the mistakes, but they don't seem to be. I don't know, are they? I think it's kind of a bit of both. I mean, Anana would have been on that team weeks ago, wouldn't he? I think that that's just a stubbornness decision. I think he knows that it's not working, but he yeah. doesn't want to admit he's wrong. No. Because admitting you're wrong is opening yourself up to being fired. Whereas in, I think it should be the other way around. I think it should be very much, a, if I notice something's going wrong and I rectify or or make moves to rectify that situation then I should be praised for that not punished for it right but that doesn't seem to be the world that we live in just in general let alone in football you think they're going to give us a true player from the back then if they can they can and it's the right situation to do so yeah I mean I personally but I'm a dinosaur I'm Joe Hart I personally as a goalkeeper would not want to receive a ball when there is a player inside the 18-yard box. I'd be like, do not pass it to me in this situation. It is way too dangerous. There is no possible... There is The risk far outweighs the reward here. Just get rid. That would be my philosophy. I, as, as, but I'm a dinosaur. Maybe these new brood of goalkeepers are very much like, no, pass me the ball, I want the ball. I personally don't think that they are, though. I, I think loads of goalkeepers are like, what are you doing passing to me there? What, yeah. what am I supposed to do with I mean, that? I, I I think that probably the top managers are willing to put up with mistakes. 
you're playing out from the back because they know uh, this that is what the I'm risk saying, that is going to happen. I think they do and I think they don't. I think that if a mistake is made and a goal is led, they'll be the first ones to be like, what the fuck you like really annoyed on the touchline. But then I think that they'll be like, well, this is how I want to play. Maybe later on, once they calm down and think about it, I don't know. But like, I mean, when that, um, when Rea, um, kicked the ball against Julian Alvarez, yeah, Arteta, Arteta, Arteta was, was like, Ugh. fuming. He yeah. was like, what are you doing? You know, like, and it's like, well, you want us to play like this. You can't have a go at us yeah, yeah, exactly, when you exactly. want me yeah. to play like this. Exactly. Yeah. And, and that's what I'm saying is that they want you to play like that, but they want you to be perfect at it. And if you do make a mistake, oh, you're going to hear about it, you know? And it's like, that's what I'm saying. They accept it, but they also don't accept it. Like, if you truly accepted it, if they made a mistake, you'd just go, okay, fair enough. I asked him to do that, and there was always a high likelihood that something like that was going to happen. Fair yeah, enough. I mean, the manager's not going to come out and slaughter him in the press conference. No, but even on the sideline, he should be like, you know, okay, well, I asked him to do that, and and that is a possibility that that might happen. So that's fair enough. But they don't. They get they get fuming and angry with them, yeah. and yeah. you know, Arteta was, pissed and it was like, well, hang on a minute, you've. That's what that's why I'm talking about how they they accept it, but they don't accept it. You know, that's yeah. what I meant by that. Yeah. Don't get angry when you ask me to do something. And I say, well, I'm not very good at that, and it goes wrong. You know, like, I can't rewire a house, for instance. So if you ask me to do it, and you insist I do it, and your house burns down, that's <gasps> awful. That's not mine. I told you I can't do that. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. Just, I blame that Barcelona team. That's what it was. Which one? You said the, 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 the Barcelona team. Oh, what, the Guardiola one? Yeah. You say you say like uh, you think it began with Neuer, but I think it began with that Barcelona team. Like, was Valas playing out from the back? Yeah, but that's the whole reason that Man Man U bought him as well, wasn't it? For that, he could play out from the back. You know, like okay, don't remember that much. Obviously, you remember the the tiki taka stuff. And then Terstegen, obviously, is a he 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 does that as he well, doesn't he? He's very back, yeah. play out from the back. I mean, all goalkeepers are play out from the back these days. You know, even ones in. Language, which <laughs> even in the, even the ones in the national league are like play out from the back on yeah, people, aren't yeah, they? You know, I mean, yeah. maybe like it's a thing where it needs to become something where you know eventually it will get to a point where a goalkeeper is literally just as good with their feet as an outfield player because training will evolve in that direction. Now that we've established that this is what we want to happen, it's kind of like how um, so when three points were in, introduced in basketball, yeah. Um, three-pointers were very, very rare when it was first introduced. It wasn't until, like, the next generation came up through that three-pointers started to become more of a regular thing. And now teams hit three-pointers, yeah. like, yeah. constantly. Of course, yeah. Because it was, it was always trained initially. So, like, that Bulls team, the, the really famous Chicago Bulls team, they all sucked at three-pointers. Most of their points came from the two-point zone, or, 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 you know, layups and dunks yeah. and things like that. That's where the majority of it, so one point or two pointers, very few three pointers. And it wasn't until like the mid 2000s that three pointers really started to become more of a, okay. a much more regular occurrence. And now like they hit three points all the time in games, you know, it's a regular thing. Like there are, there are 
teams like in the or players that like go into the two and specifically dribble out over the three yard line in order yeah. to shoot a three pointer. Awesome. Because now that that was a thing that was established, it was trained on more. Whereas before, it was more trained on no, just you know, easy points, layups, yeah, and yeah, things get, like that. You get, know, so they get, get to the basket. Yeah, get the points on the boards. You know, whereas yeah. now it's more like a well, we can outscore the other team, so that's what we train more. We train for three pointers. So maybe we will get to a point where you know the next generation of goalkeepers coming through are absolutely fantastic because training yeah has changed yeah, and they will be fucking dribbling the ball over the yeah. the, the oncoming striker. Yeah, I mean, you already I mean, see some of it sometimes. I mean, like, uh, you mentioned Emerson and, like, um, Allison. Edison. Edison. Yeah. I always, because I can't get confused with, like, <laughs> Middlesbrough Emerson. Yeah, Emerson, yeah. Um, Edison and Allison, uh, they, they do that sometimes. I've seen them out dribble like a player sometimes. I've seen a goalkeeper put it through an attacker's legs. And take it back on the other side. So it's yeah. starting to happen. I mean, it does so. make me feel like a bit like a dinosaur, really. It does, but I um, also just, I just feel like, like I remember reading the stuff online after the Arsenal Man City game about some Arsenal fans like defending David Raya mm-hmm. and saying, "Oh, they they cut, they didn't understand what he was he was trying to do." The fans were booing, and they were like, "Didn't understand what he's trying to do on the ball." Like, I think- clearly, you know, clearly- it's because he. He messed up in the Champions League against Lawns the 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 midweek before. Yeah. Where he kicked it. But then I thought that that was quite the opposite. He tried to kick it long and miss kicked it and kicked it straight to a player. It wasn't yeah. a short back pass playing out from the back that he messed up. So, yeah, that's, that's, what, that's what I wanted to say. Like, you know, is football passing us by? Yes. With this playing out from the back? Yeah, I think it probably... Yeah. Is if you want your goalkeeper to be you know, a fucking um, but that's, playmaker. That's always going to happen, you know. Like football, you know, sport in general is always going to move on, and you know they'll do things that you know. Oh, back in my day, they never used to do that, you know. Like, of course, yeah. you know. Like, uh, I'm trying to think of uh, Moneyball, for instance. You know, like baseball, it was always done the same way, and then this one guy comes in and chain and does it slightly differently, and now everyone does that, you know, like. That's it's all about like you know runs on base you know it's about runs now it's not about like home runs and stuff like that it's about getting on base get on base yeah, get I mean, on base that makes get sense. on base yeah I mean I mean ticket ticket football as well was like like that for a while wasn't it you're just like just get in the box yeah just cross it in but they're like no got to keep possession got to pass 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 yeah, yeah, pass, yeah. pass 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 that's the way you play football I mean we saw it with Spain in, yeah. in the World Cup the very big example of them you know having like eighty percent possession or something. I mean, and they had no attacking threat whatsoever. Maybe it is just um, a case that that, that that obviously football's passing us by, you know. Because I mean, I enjoy, like, I don't, I don't necessarily have a problem with possession football. That doesn't bother me. But my point is possession with a purpose. I just, I don't see the point of just, oh yeah, we can move the ball around. Oh, he's got seven hundred completed passes in this game. It's like, yeah, all of them are three yards. What difference does that make, you know? That and the xg. Annoys me. Oh, XG. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. a that's very much. A new but thing. yeah, I mean, I they guess... should be scoring two point five goals per game. I mean, I'm guessing <laughs> that this is the thing that happened in like the like the early 1900s when teams actually, you know, a team actually came in and started passing the ball. Everyone was like, "What are they doing? What what's going on?" Because before that, football was basically like one man versus eleven. It was like if you tackle someone, you now try and get the ball to the goal. 
And if someone tackles you, they try and get the ball to uh, your okay, goal. Right, and if you yeah. tackle them, you try and get... And it was basically that passing wasn't the thing. They start passing, like, oh, the game's gone. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> there, would, there, there would have been a point where Numbers on a their team shirts. shows up, probably Italian or Hungary or someone like Czechoslovakia yeah. in that point, probably turned up and was like, yeah, we could do. Pass the ball. And then other teams were like, what is this madness? You know, like, you know, like... <laughs> it's the same thing with... Um, so when England played Brazil... In the fifties, um, like we were still doing all of the uh, what what huh, huh, stretching what 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 and all that, you know. And the Brazilian team were like doing like active movements, you know, like uh, like volley in the air and like skipping on the spot and like you know movement stretches and things. And the England team were like, "What are they doing, those fools? <laughs> those bloody rascals! What are they up to? Well, yeah. Popping their pipe? Yeah, silly, silly, silly boys! Look at them! They look like a bunch of fools!" <laughs> and, then, and it's like, well, now it's like, well, yeah, we everyone does that now, you know. It's like, so yeah, I I agree. I think that it is probably we've got to that age now where it is starting to move into a different phase that we can't yeah. really follow. You know? Wait, did but, you know that Chelsea have won every single game this season on XG? <laughs> Well, there you go. There you go. That's all you need to know. That's the statistics for you. That should be top of the league. Was well, that answered your question, Tommy? Yeah, I just wanted to have a discussion about that, you know. Yeah. And bring a light to these two forgotten goalkeepers who desperately need a club. Yeah. If you're a club and you're looking for a goalkeeper... Dial 0800... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and uh, before we wrap up, we obviously need to give a shout out to our patron supporters. Uh, so big thank you to Cole Worley, still our first and only patron supporter. So please, please do think about coming and supporting the show. You can uh, have early access to shows. You could have watched us live recording this one now. Um, and also you are able to, uh, with the right membership, appear on shows Give us topics for shows that you'd like to see. Uh, any of our shows. It doesn't have to just be this one, but yes. So please do think of heading over there and supporting. You can support from as little as £1. Or if you are more comfortable with a one-off payment, you can also click the PayPal link. There should also be a, uh, a QR code down there somewhere towards the end of this video. Uh, you can also scan that and that will take you to our page as well. But yes, thank you very much. Cole Worley, you are a member of the Hoi Parole. Well, no um, Hall of Fame because no. it's, a, it's a mini-sode. It, so, it is. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Hall of Fame will return on the next full episode. But until then, thank you for joining me, Tom. Thank you for joining me. You're welcome. Uh, and whatever team you are supporting today or tomorrow or Monday, uh, hopefully your goalkeeper doesn't mess up. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Take care. Take it to the corner flag. No more questions from the local rag. Or hiding from the angry wags. Gracias por escuchar. Esto ha sido una producción de Rich Tea Entertainment. 
si has disfrutado lo que escuchaste, entonces tal vez te gustaría oír alguno de nuestros otros shows. Solo busca Rich Tea Entertainment en Apple Podcasts, Spotify o Google Play.